Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm right Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can also listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And, of course, follow me on Twitter and on True Social at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. Yeah, I got a little ZZ Top. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So the August 2nd primary is only a few weeks away. There are a number of races, a number of ballots that folks have been focusing on. That One that hasn't gotten a whole lot of attention is the race between GOP incumbent Secretary of State Scott Schwab and his challenger Mike Brown. We've had Mike on the show when he announced last month. Joining us now to make his case as to why we should reelect him is Secretary of State Scott Schwab. Scott, thanks for joining us this evening. It's nice to have you back on the show again, my friend. It's been a while. It has been a while, and thank you for giving us the opportunity to do it. And um, on this beautiful Sunday evening, I just want you to know that if you hear my my neighbor mowing his lawn, just forgive me, have grace. But in the meantime, <laughs> I love the ZZ Top. Ah, you're, well, you're very welcome, and it is nice to to have you back, brother. Uh, been too long. I think the last time we had you on, it was not too long after you uh, after you took the the new gig. Uh, you and I, of course, served together in the house. And it's, you know, it's been pretty uh, uneventful, which is good. I mean, your predecessor (laughs) was notorious for making headlines. You've been a much more uh, steady captain of the ship, shall we say. Um, Let me ask you a couple of basic questions. I'm sure you saw the story out of Wisconsin about the Wisconsin Supreme Court recently outlawing ballot drop boxes for their elections. You and I haven't had a chance to talk about this. What, what are your thoughts? Is that, I know, you know, we used them quite a bit during the pandemic. I don't know if they're necessary anymore. What do you think about, about ballot drop boxes? Well, and here's what, this is where folks need to understand that all 50 states are different. We don't want a federalization of our election system. Amen. We we don't want that. HR1, S1, bad. Um, Wisconsin does things different. They don't run their elections by the county. They run them by the city. And a lot of these smaller rural towns, the clerk is a volunteer. So that's where their, their drop boxes become more problematic. Um, and so it's hard to take something from Wisconsin and copy and paste it to Kansas. So this is where I always tell folks about Dropboxes. What is that big blue thing outside the post office? Yeah, it's a Dropbox. <laughs> it's a Dropbox that we have no control over. It's the federal government. So 
So if you put your ballot in a drop box, let's say Seward County, which I believe the post office right across the street from the clerk's office, if you put it in the post office drop box, that ballot goes to Santa Fe, New Mexico to get processed just to hopefully show up across the street. We can put it in a drop box across the street that has cameras run by county election officials of two different parties, two locks. They're handled. They're sworn in. They're subject to Kansas law, not federal law. We can prosecute if something nefarious is going on. So that's why it's a it's a completely different than other states. So when I talk a lot about drop boxes, like can you print off a ballot and put a drop box, John? You yeah. know what that ballot no. paperweight is? No. Yeah. Exactly. You know, is it a barcode, a watermark? So, but it, let's just say you could. That ballot still didn't count because it's not a security envelope. You put it in security. Like now, you got to break in the clerk's office. You got to steal those. If you can do that, it still doesn't count because you didn't put a name on it. You put a name on it, it don't count because it's not a registered voter. If it's a registered voter, it doesn't count because they never asked for that ballot to begin with. Right. If you finally get that, still doesn't count. You didn't match the signature. And if you match the signature, still doesn't count because you didn't put down their driver's license number. I don't even know my driver's license number, let alone 100 other people. <laughs> so that's why it's kind of hard. To, you know, when you have these levels of security, it's kind of hard to say, well, yeah, but I saw 2,000 meals, which I did. And all the security recommendations Denise D'Souza recommended, we've been doing for 11 years. And so it's, he never said get rid of the Dropbox. He said just do it the right way, which we do. So I want folks to know just because you hear concerns of other states, you can't copy and paste to Kansas. No, and certainly Kansas is a much more conservative, much more Republican state than Wisconsin. So you're right. You can't. Com- yeah. It's not apples to apples. It's apples to kumquats. Um, <laughs> yes. In uh, in 2021, the legislature passed new legislation preventing ballot harvesting. I know that was something that you were supportive of. I know that was a big deal you know, down here. We had a major issue here. You know, Tim Hodge was notorious for ballot harvesting. Has your office you know, been able to implement some of those procedures yet? Yeah, so this is what's interesting is, so this is more in the criminal code. It is now a crime. It's not exactly, it's not election administration. So this is going to fall more in uh, Attorney General Schmidt's wheelhouse. But here's what's, here's what's interesting about it. Is there, we've got sued over it. Some people say, well, what's wrong with ballot harvesting? And, and one of the proponents asked the committee, because uh, the ranking B on the elections committee said, I do, I'll turn in 100 ballots. He says, okay. Should you be allowed to turn in 25,000 ballots? Right. So, oh, gosh, no. He goes, okay, so you're against ballot harvesting. We just need to settle on a number. Um, the House wanted to limit to five, the Senate 15, or vice versa, and they just did what Colorado did, 10. 10. You know, it's enough where somebody can take care of their family. So I think it's fair policy. I know there's some concerns with the nursing homes, but if you have – 2,000 residents, most of them can go downstairs and put the ballot in themselves. Right, yeah. If there's some that, for some reason, like I got a friend who's had a stroke, and he's not able to do that. He's, he's essentially a quadriplegic, but his brain is sharp, and he can talk pretty well. Um, so his, sometimes his daughter will turn his ballot and his wife's ballot in for them. 
Okay, well, yeah, that's okay. So it keeps it pretty well in check. I think it's a fair ballot or a fair balance, and it really does prevent people from literally just going door-to-door collecting ballots, keeping some, tossing others. No, I did that uh, the last year that my parents were alive. Wait, wait, I, wait, you, I did that well, for I, both of them. You collected some and just tossed them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only tossed the Democrats. Don't worry about it. I only. Uh, I, 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 can't, I hear nothing. I see nothing. <laughs> but no, I, I see what you mean because, I, like I said, I've – I've actually collected advanced ballots for my parents when they the last year that they were alive. They happened to be an election year, and I was able to collect them for them and just save them a trip. They'd done advanced mail, and they asked me to take them down. And but you're right, you don't need to be collecting a hundred of them. 100. That's just that's that right. is problematic, and we're not making any accusations. But it's just, I'm sorry, you don't need to be collecting that many because the opportunity for fraud is too easy. It, 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 it could be a compromise in security. And right. we look at election security a lot like cybersecurity. You know, we, yeah, we did a good job the last several years in elections. No, no question. We've done over 300 post-election audits. Every county has passed their audit. But that doesn't mean we're okay tomorrow. So we're constantly looking for other ways to make sure we're secure without putting a burden on voters. Speaking of election security, I know it's been an issue for a lot of folks it's come up in the campaign. There are a number of people who are worried about the integrity of these Dominion voting machines. They are in use in some counties across the state. Are they safe? Do you have confidence in them? Yeah, because here's the reason why. And so we've had Dominion for years. We have ES and S and equipment changed and the standards changed after 2000, the Bristol Gore, essentially. And the EAC, the Election Assistance Commission, is working on a new standard for election equipment. And they have a working document, but those standards aren't in place yet because they're still negotiating what it would take to get those in place. But every county in Kansas has paper ballot voter verification. So if you're doing a touchscreen machine on a Dominion product, it's printing off a piece of paper, and it's a piece of paper that gets counted. So, you know, and then we audit the paper. Now, that's part of the post-election audits that we do. So, you know, your county clerk in Sedgwick is up till 4 o'clock in the morning tabulating so that you at least have some idea of how the election's going. The next day we pick a random race, they pick a random precinct. They take three people from the community of two different political parties, and the clerk sits down and pulls up, they pull a ballot out of that precinct and say, do we all agree this ballot says what it says? Yeah, right. okay, there's one. And they do the entire precinct. If that fails, they got to do another precinct. If that fails, they do the entire county that way. So I, how can you have hacking when you go back and everything zeroes out perfectly? As a matter of fact, when you served with them, Senator Virgil Peck yeah. had a really close race. I think it was 17 votes, maybe 27 votes, something in his primary in 2020. It was 2018. It was 2020. It was 2020. I'm, I'm getting my years. COVID messes up my calendar. So anyway, um, the DNC out of New York and D.C. sent a bunch of attorneys to try to flip the primary. And so they did a hand recount of the entire Senate district, and it zeroed out perfect. They didn't find a vote. They didn't lose a vote. So this is why, you know, you hear about concerns in other states, but their laws and their procedures are different, not here. And I'll also say this, and this is true. Sidney Powell, when she made this claim, she said, I look forward to my day in court. Well, she filed for dismissal. So she doesn't looking forward dating court. And in the dismissal, she said, Your Honor, as it relates to what I said, no reasonable person would have thought those were statements of fact. It was political posturing, therefore protected by the First Amendment. 
So she even recognized that it was she even said, it was yeah. Yeah, rhetoric, not yeah. reality. We're uh, talking Correct. with Secretary of State Scott Schwab. Scott, your uh, office isn't just about elections. I know I have to file our business with your office every year. You've proposed a number of new initiatives to support Kansas businesses. Can you tell us a little bit about those as well? Yeah, so some of the things we've done over the last four years is we've been able to move the filing from annual to biannual. So hopefully next year as we get off our computer system, instead of filing every year, you can file for 24 months and focus more on business and administration. And then we've also, we're working towards e-apostes, which has to do with international transactions. So if Coke Industries down there in Wichita wants to buy an international company, it's easier for them to make those transactions occur. And also when you, notaries, we're working on e-notaries. So when you're buying property, those transactions can, uh, can occur a little bit more efficiently. The biggest thing we're doing, and again, we came into office, and if you know anything about computers, anybody listening to this, we're on an AI. 400 mainframe. It was outdated in the late 80s, early 90s. So the system cannot handle where we're wanting to go. Um, And it's literally like going from Windows 95 to iOS 6. The number of computer translation you got to go to be able to get it to do what you want to do, it's it's a lot of work. Hopefully next year we'll be off it, which is why we're running again. But when you start a new Wichita, let's say you go to Old Town in Wichita and you're starting a new restaurant. The first thing you do is you file the LLC with us. Then you got to go to Ag and get your permit. And then you got to go over to, um, if you're going to sell beer and wine, you got to go to revenue. And if right. you got employees, you got to go to re- the labor and then commerce. What we want to do, we've created a domain. It's ksbiz, with a Z, dot ks, dot gov. Now, obviously, that dot gov gives us some cybersecurity. So if you go there, right now it's a wizard to help you make a business plan, start a business, sell a business, and whatnot. Um, where we want to take that is when you go to file your LLC and you fill everything out, you click send, you're done. You just get your permits in the mail. Oh, that's handy. Yeah. And so, and here's what's interesting. West Virginia already does this. West Flipping Virginia can do this, and they use a Kansas company to drive the software <laughs> on the back end. So we're working on but we just have a mainframe computer that is important. And this is why we want to run, because we want somebody coming in, I don't understand it, unplugging it, and then being on an AS400 for another four to ten years. So, But what, what I really would like to take is, and we, we've been endorsed by the Wichita Chamber Pack, um, and I was talking to them. I said, you know, you think you're an aviation hub, but what's it based on? Tradition. Right. What if I could come to you and move this towards data and say, hey, Wichita, you're, you're starting about 20 new application development companies a day. Would you have a conversation with Wichita State to create a new curriculum to help feed a new business sector and a workforce that's emerging and it's based on data? And you don't have to pay a consultant out of New York. We'll just give it to you for free. That's a great opportunity. I mean, and, and we need to diversify the, the workplace down here and the business community. So it's a phenomenal. It is. And just, yeah, and, and it's a little bit nerdy, but it's still interesting information. During the shutdown, we were still doing 80 new business filings a day. So that's the low watermark. We normally do about 110. We've been doing over 130 a day. So a lot of folks who lost their job are creating a job. Well, that's a new opportunity for another Garmin, another Coke, another Cerner, another opportunity in Kansas to explode and continue to foster our economy. I know we've got uh, the primary coming up on the second, but not only your race, the value of both amendment is up. That's a major 
uh, initiative that we've got to pass. And, you know, as the Secretary of State, I'm, I've seen some of the stuff, people coming out saying, you know, independents can't vote, saying that the initiative language is confusing. I've seen the ballot initiative that you guys helped to, to you know, write to make sure the language is clear. Seems pretty clear to me. Uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, as a matter of fact, my wife was saying today, she goes, I, stopped, I paused one of the ads that was uh, against value them both. And she goes, I read what they put on the screen. And it was the opposite of what the ad was Thank saying. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, it's so misleading. Um, yeah. And while I knew this, it, we're, we're endorsed by KFL simply because they know that voter security is important. And they want a secretary of state that's going to help this get across the line. And, and false allegations of voter fraud is only just going to depress Republican turnout. And we don't want that August 2nd. Um, it, the amendment itself can be a little bit complicated because it's written by attorneys and it's written in a way that the Kansas Supreme Court will never do this again. Right. But it's the explainer really is accurate to what the amendment does. And so I want folks to know that this is important. And there's a lot of folks that they may have, um, they may be in the military and they don't, they want to be nonpartisan or unaffiliated, we call them. There could be several reasons why a person's unaffiliated. Maybe they agree with 90% of the Republican Party, but there's a 10% that they disagree. But I'm finding out a lot of unaffiliated actually do believe that the state should have a right to regulate abortion. And so we wanted to be clear if you're unaffiliated, you still have a say. Right. If you're a legal voter, you get to vote. It is still your constitution. The constitution is not owned by the Democrats and Republicans only. And so, and also a lot of counties like up in Johnson County, they, the county uh, commissioner's office um, uh, offices are around partisan. And so an unaffiliated voters can vote in them. However, if you are an affi- unaffiliated voter and choose to be a Republican, which just seems to be a big trend, we've heard, heard national stories about that, you can do that on the primary day and vote in a Republican primary if you want to, but you have to affiliate as a Republican that day. Right, right. Well, and again, you're, you've got a race. Uh, how's the campaign going? I've been seeing your Twitter feed. I've seen your, your Facebook posts. You've been all over the state doing parades, out door knocking, meeting with folks. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Um, the polling is, is very positive. You know, obviously, you can ask my staff. They'll always say, you need to raise more money. So if you want to go to skyswab.com, <laughs> if that's okay. I'm sorry, I shouldn't plug that. I should no, ask I, for your permission uh, before I I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it when in a minute anyway. So... <laughs> Okay, well, I appreciate it. But um, if they want to contribute, because obviously TV is expensive, everything's expensive right now. And so we just want to get our name name ID up and tell our story, because it's it's really a good story. We're doing great things in the office. And, you know, folks that hear, well, I I heard this YouTube video about a guy out of Georgia, so, so therefore there's fraud in Kansas. Well, that's, don't believe everything you see on the internet. I mean, just talk to your local election officials. Our clerks do a great job. And I always tell folks, if you're really concerned about voter fraud or if you're concerned about voter suppression, go be a poll worker. Go do the training. You're going to get paid and learn the process. Be the eyes in that election room to make sure everything's done right. And you can be as young as 16 years old and be a poll worker. So uh, we've got a lot of folks that are grandparents and they go be a poll worker with their grandchild. It's, It's beautiful. 
Yep, and that's a good idea, and I think that is a great way for people to learn and to see the democratic process at work. If folks are interested, if they want, like you said, want to donate or get a yard sign, I, I have been seeing some of your signs going up, they can visit Scott Fantastic. Schwab, dot com. correct? Correct. Yep. Scott, not Charles. Yes, it's scottschwab.com. Scott so, last thing's about the same. First name's Scott. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, carry on the fight. Keep up the good work, and best of luck on the second. Appreciate it. I'll talk to you after the second, friend. We'll be taking your calls at 845. Take a quick break. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 